Hello, everybody. Once again, it is a Thursday night, and it has been a busy, busy, insane week in the world of wrestling. It is your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we have so much to talk about tonight, and I'm not sure where this show is going to take us, but between Vince McMahon, Jeff Hardy, and so much else in this one, like, not even seven days, from just Monday to tonight, Thursday, we're going to get into all of it. So we'll be right back, folks. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts now. Everybody, once again, a big Thursday night here with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. It's your guy, Heel Will Mahoney, here with the giant crab, Jamal. We may have Damian G joining us in the second half of the show. But this may be, I'm th- trying to think back, as far as newsworthy, crazy weeks. This may be one of the wildest in, in a long damn time, and the week ain't even over yet. <laughs> and it's so, not even a pay-per-view happening. That's just it. And yeah, none of it's happened on a show. It's all outside of shows. It's all just in the greater wrestling world that chaos, chaos is happening all over. So we're going to try to break it down for you folks. And I think story 1A with a bullet easily has to be Vince McMahon, Wall Street Journal, breaking a story involving the WWE Board of Directors investigating the chairman of WWE Vince McMahon for a $3 million settlement that he agreed to pay a former employee who he allegedly had an affair with. This story broke yesterday and has apparently been going on since the end of March, but it went public yesterday in the wall street journal and just about Every media source out there has picked this up. My wife said she saw it on Good Morning America this morning. It's been on CNN. I mean, you name it, sports, news, entertainment blogs, all over. It is all over the place. It is a major, major story. And there's a lot to get into with this. But the long and short of it is $3 million in hush money and an NDA involved in this. And there may be more than one of these. But this is the one that I guess started the investigation so what's going to be interesting here is jamal's kind of getting caught up on this as we're doing the show so i'm going to break things down and he'll be able to hear it just like you guys are hearing it so it's been pretty involved pretty crazy so let's dive right into what the wall street journal reported yesterday so as i was saying apparently on march 30th there was an email sent to the wwe board alleging vince mcmahon had paid out $3 million in a settlement 
attached with also a non-disclosure agreement to a former employee. The email details that he initially hired this woman as a paralegal at $100,000 a year, but she was later bumped up to $200,000 a year after McMahon began a sexual relationship with her. The email also alleged that McMahon gave her like a toy to John Laurinaitis, who's I guess kind of like the not really second I head of talent relations these days. I think is what he is yeah. where he fits in the chain of command these days. The settlement, which took place in January of this year, bars the former employee who was hired in 2019 from discussing her relationship with Vince McMahon. The former employee moved from WWE's legal department to become an assistant to John Laurinaitis in 2021. So from 2019, so we're talking over a to- two-year period. Is the time period we're talking that this whole thing was going on. There's a quote included in the email from, I guess, whoever sent it, which we don't know, you know, specifically saying, my friend was so scared. So she quit after Vince McMahon and lawyer Jerry McDevitt paid her millions of dollars to shut up. The non-disclosure agreement, which WWE's board of directors received a copy of on June 12th. So they just got that this week. So I guess that's how this story started to come out, provided an upfront payment of $1 million to the former employee with the remaining $2 million to be distributed over the next five years. So I think that's what the, the whole NDA in there, it's like, okay, we're going to give you this lump sum up front. You keep quiet. The payments keep coming. And you get your other two-thirds of this three mil. Right. Uh, like a last little bit in here before we start talking, breaking this all down. Report also said investigators have learned in recent days of other non-disclosure agreements involving McMahon and Laurinaitis. The Wall Street Journal couldn't confirm how many previous agreements are under investigation. Now, the board has sent this out to a separate law firm that's handling this whole deal. So this is not being investigated internally. There's a, there's a separate practice that is investigating this whole deal. Uh, WWE spokes, spokesman in the report said the company is cooperating fully with the board inquiry and said the relationship with the ex-paralegal was consensual. WWE later issued an internal statement to staff after the Wall Street Journal story was published. That statement reads, quote, the Wall Street Journal has published a report about WWE with allegations that we and our board of directors take seriously. We are cooperating fully with the independent investigation initiated by our board of directors. Uh, Let's see. Jerry McDevitt, McMahon's famous attorney that got him off the steroid charges and everything back in the 90s and has been on his side through thick and thin. Uh, He released a statement to the Wall Street Journal saying that uh, the employee has made no claims of harassment against McMahon and that, quote, WWE did not pay monies to the former employee on her departure. That's something apparently the investigation has confirmed already is that Vince paid her out of his own money. The settlement is from him. It is not from wwe money there's just the issue of her salary and all that and that bumping up while she was there but the settlement itself vince paid for out of his own pocket so that's kind of the broad strokes of what we're looking at here there's a lot there but initial thoughts i guess um yeah i have a a a lot of questions about how you move so much money um Mm -hmm. you can't give i i you know as much as i would love to if i had a million dollars in front of me Legally, I can only give you. I think it's uh, fifteen thousand. Before yeah, you have to do gift a, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Before you have to do a tax thing. So no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what it was, no matter if you, you know, if, if I can buy you a thing, and that's what they do. Like for in college, for example, wink, wink. I can't give you this fifty thousand dollars, but here's ten thousand dollars in the glove compartment of this truck. So obviously, without leaving a major paper trail, how do you give that much money? under the tape 
And that's yeah. kind of what it seems like when you're saying that McMahon paid for this himself. And you say that there was a settlement. Well, when did they go to court over it? Where was the settlement reached? Did they go to arbitration over it? How did they come up with a number to it? Sure don't sound like it. This, it this reads like to it. me as this reads to me as Jerry McDevitt paid her a visit and they worked this out. And if there was a brown paper bag full of cash pushed across right. the table, who knows? Right. It, but yeah, like I'm assuming this is rubber band, you know, um, uh, plastic uh, plastic bag from 7-Eleven yeah. with not sequential 30 $20 bills in it. Um, so that, that's like the first question of just like physically, how do you give someone this much money legally yeah. without or illegally without causing um, a paper trail? Because that's that's just a different thing for tax reasons. Um, the second thing is, is that did Vince, assuming that everything is true, did Vince, mm -hmm. obviously there's a morality aspect to it, but whatever. I mean, this is Vince McMahon we're talking about. You can't use, you know, your moral code for Vince McMahon that was that was dead 30 years ago when right. he covered up snooker when he didn't stop the show for owen hart when he uh you know won the steroid trial when he covered for steve austin beating his wife yeah. when i mean and that's just 10 years right. that's a 10 year stretch that's not like a, a grand scheme of things and that's just the stuff that i remember off the top of my head and i'm sure the historians have a litany of things that vince has done that was borderline illegal definitely immoral now the question is, did he actually break any crimes? And in the news, I'll have a little bit more on possible insider trading allegations and stuff like that, because the shit was hitting the fan. There was a plate of it. There was a big ass fan and a bunch of people sold, sold stocks uh, recently. Once that shit was actually pushed into the fan. Uh, you can't do that. That's literally insider trading. You will right. go to jail for it. You should go to jail for it. But jail being jail martha stewart went to jail for insider trading too so oops um it is it, it is kind of a thing now that leads to more questions of well, what's the worst that can happen can the board of directors overthrow the person <clears throat> with the control and interest <clears throat> no matter what you say about it vince still has to control and interest he's the majority shareholder that's number one number two Obviously, we'll never know who leaked it. We shouldn't know who leaked it. This is the, the deep throat of the wrestling you know, world. And if you don't know who deep throat is, you're either too young or you're probably too old um, to, to remember. <laughs> but um, because you got to be in your 70s if that's if you don't remember it. But um, that's kind of what it is. This smoking gun that everybody's looking for, this deep throat uh, that everybody's looking for is kind of like there is a missing link that's going to bring down the whole house of cards. And I'm not sure exactly what that missing link is. We don't know who this, um, you know, who this person is that has this relationship with Vince. We don't know why Linda McMahon changed her Instagram to newly single, or if that's new or, uh, or if that's like <laughs> a legit, legit thing or was it hacked? Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely have more questions and answers. Um, but I guess the, the biggest thing is, what does this mean for the company right here and now? Because even aside from all of this, which apparently has been going on for several months, this investigation, um, you know, when will the other shoe drop? I guess is the, is the big thing. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, the worst case scenario, they oust Vince. Now what? Right. Well, that's, that's part of it. Cause the way the 
I guess the stock has always been divided. And as far as like how much stock has voting power is they've sold off a lot of damn stock to raise a whole damn ton of money. But most of the stock that's out there has very little voting power. Vince retains 80% of the voting power in WWE, regardless of how much stock is out there. So even though they're a publicly traded company, he is by far the majority control there of everything and always has been they've always purposely framed it that way so he has 80 percent. so he's not going to be voted out i don't see any way he can be voted out of there now could he be pressured out if things get really really nasty and really really dirty maybe but i think that's gonna work that's gonna mean this story is gonna have to do something crazy where like the stock price goes in the toilet like corporate sponsors start backing out it'd have to be something i think like that where it hurts them in the pocketbook. And from what I was seeing this morning, I was trying to see before we went on the air, the stock was not taking like some ginormous drop today. No, it's not AMC theaters or GameStop or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the bottom did not fall out all of a sudden from this story going public today. And I think part of that, we got to remember this is the wrestling business. It is what it is. And like you were saying, Vince don't got a great reputation to begin with. So I think as soon as the story broke yesterday, I think the big thing for most, a lot of people was just like, no one was shocked. They weren't like shocked. People were were genuinely like, oh my God, he's like so old. How did he do that? (laughs) How could he do that to his wife? And all this. It's like, I mean, so something to keep in mind with all things we were running down here is he openly has talked in interviews about cheating on Linda before. Like, that's, that's, that is absolutely like public record, something he will open. Look into discuss. the actual story of the plane ride from hell, not the one the yeah. vice told you. Just say yeah. <laughs> it's like there is a lot of a uh, there's plenty of dirt out there on him. That so that that probably is shocking to any of you. It's just the matter of the money changing hands, like you were saying. What happened, I guess. If, if there was any coercion with the, the employee and boss relationship, even there's the saying everything was consensual. And then I guess like, of course the biggest bigger thing becomes when they're talking, there's multiple of these agreements. So how many of these oh, could sure. be out? And of course now the story's out though. there. Do people come forward and start saying, Hey, me too. I got one of these too. I got but my payoff. crime was committed though. And that, that's, right. I mean, like we, we, there is an immoral element to it. And I'm not arguing against that. Um, yeah, don't fuck the interns. Don't do it. Uh, it never works out well for you. However, did he actually break any you know company you know laws? Did he break any state and civil and federal laws? That's really what I'm getting into. And if right. if honest to God, if he didn't, then this is just a well, that was bad. Don't do that again. And he's gonna it off. It's another blemish on like, you know, his life story, yeah. but it's not something it's just another piece of like eight million that have been out there through all the years of him being well, the around. Past um, 40 years. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, when I was thinking of it last night, I was like, I don't know if this even cracks the top 10 unless it really becomes like a big, big story. But I can see by right. Monday this totally being gone unless people start coming forward and it just it the, multiplies. The only way something. this cracks the top 10 is if a a, a criminal law was broken. Or B, Shane has a brother that we don't know about. Well, that's I mean, the thing. Have to, it would have to be who, something. Who, who could stand to benefit 
from this getting out there. Of course, there was all kinds of speculation yesterday, practically like it was a wrestling storyline that it was Triple H and Steph getting back at Nick Khan for all the power he's gained. They're they're finding a way back in, and Steph, you know, disappeared and went on that leave. And now, interestingly enough, something to keep in mind with that now is Stephanie's leave of absence happened after the board was informed of this because she left after WrestleMania, I think late April, early May. And the board right. was informed of this at the end of March. So right. she, when she left, she knew about this, which I'm not going to say coincidentally, but, but did, didn't triple H have a health scare in, in March? Uh, it was just the one what? last year, right? Not a new one. So right? there was no, I, I thought there was a thing that he, he, okay. So he hung up his boots uh, at WrestleMania. Yes. Right. And that was in April. But I thought that before then, uh, he was at, he ended his leave of absence to come back in March. Right. So he's definitely been back. He's definitely been back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's been back. And then when he goes, Stephanie is gone too. And I think uh, either their, their kid graduated high school or Shane's kid graduated high school, and and Triple H was there without his wedding ring. Perhaps it's a lot. It's a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> Uh, and and but the question really, 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 really what it comes down to, because you don't have to like the people for who they are. Right. But are the marshals going to come in to do to Titan Towers with a shit ton of weapons and, a, and even more uh, bankers boxes? Because <laughs> are people shredding documents on the 13th floor <laughs> of Titan, Titan Towers right now? That's where we are. I mean, is this Watergate? Is this the Watergate of. A, a pro wrestling, specifically WWE. Yeah, I don't know that it is. I and can't gonna... see it with what we know so far. I think the big, the biggest threat I think right now at most is that part where they talk about she was hired at 100k and then she got a raise to 200k and then she got moved to John Laurinaitis and they're talking he was having the same kind of relationship with her. The stuff that would have been happening while she was employed, I think, could end up being something. But again. I don't know if anything that's necessarily illegal, illegal, it would just be looked on bad within the company and maybe against company policy. Right. But as far as like something that would land him in court or in jail, I can't see it from I what can't see it as I'm looking right at. Yeah, and, and, not and from the, what we're looking the, at. The, also, the question is, and the thing that we haven't really talked about because we don't know who she is, is the, uh, the person on the other side. I don't want to call her a victim yet because that doesn't seem to be a crime that's been committed. But this uh, this person, this uh, ex employee, um, obviously it's not this person that has uh, you know leaked the documents and and, and spilled the beans. It, it had to be somebody further up the ladder in, in the inside, somebody that really wants uh, Vince gone. Uh, you get three million dollars in hush money. You sign your NDA, and you know what you 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 take your L and you you move to Cancun. I don't we're not really hearing from this person as a to corroborate his stories. And, obvi and obviously, you know, not because the, the, he needs to talk to the appropriate authorities first. But if, it, if if everything seems to be and this is also not where we're not I'm not seeing either is the deluge of. Yeah, me, too. When the black trash right. bag thing happened. People came out of the woodwork with their pictures Quit. of black trash bags. Yeah. And it took a person of, of substance like Mickey James to step up. But then prominent people said, yeah, that, oh, I thought that was normal. And then 
though it was normal, it was also a dick move. And when Mickey called him out on it, everybody stepped up. I'm, I'm not saying that it is the case or isn't, but we're also not seeing or hearing the um, people step up too. Now, also, I think the timeline is important. This has been going on behind the scenes, under the covers, out of the eyes of the dirt sheets and the moles and the leakers and the rats mm-hmm. for months. While you all were enjoying WrestleMania and Saudi mania in your house, people were doing the work behind the scenes and nobody knew. So let, let's, let's understand you know, the, what that really means. Everything that gets leaked in WWE, this was the one thing that didn't get leaked. Right. Watertight. There was no rumblings of it. None. It hit everybody like a ton of bricks. So I don't care who you who you subscribe to or who your favorites are. None of the, nobody had the story. They called uh, Forbes or the Wall Street Journal, whoever it was. So I think that it is interesting that this is a story that's come out, but not surprising because given the history of events, I think it's also interesting to see where it goes forward. And considering the world that we live in now, where this kind of pay for play quid pro quo thing is not only frowned upon, but borderline illegal, if not completely illegal. Um, it'll be interesting from a morality standpoint as to what their media partners, you know, do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if this thing really goes and, and, and somebody, you know, the, um, well, what was the guy, Woodward and Bernstein come out and publish a, like a full on report. Does Fox say, nah, that's not how we roll. Does right. NBC, Peacock, uh, you know, Comcast say, oh, hell no. That's not what we're doing. Does Saudi Arabia allow them to come back because of infidelity and stuff like that being a big deal um, in that in that part of the world? Um, that's crazy. Paying off your mistress? No, we, we can't have that. That's, you know, that's, that's, not how, <laughs> that's not what we do in our society. Uh, divorce is not a thing that we do here. So it is uh, really interesting to see all the different ramifications that uh, could play out and the ripple effects around the world. But I think the biggest thing is uh, Vince is 75, 76, something like that. Yeah, um, he's up there. Is this his, uh, what was the guy? Uh, Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Is he Whitey Bulger now? Where it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. You got me. <laughs> I had nothing left to do, sell the place yeah. off. And of course, that, that was what people, a lot of people started immediately thinking. It's like, this is going to finally make the sale happen. They're going to have to unload the place because they're because this whole thing and they're going to have to get it away from him to, to keep the company alive. And I just I mean, my gut feeling 24 hours after this story breaking is I just don't see it yet. I don't see enough to it. And I think a big part of it for me is I just keep thinking back to since we know Jerry McDevitt was involved in brokering these deals, that dude is a shark. I can't see him making you know, from a legal sense, I am sure he had this done up in a way, like I said, where it's like it was clear that the company is not paying for this. We need to make it have the paper trail that this money is coming from you, mm-hmm. not from them. So they can't come back on you in that way and have this NDA written up in so many different ways where, you know, to protect us from this and protect us from that. And that's the big thing is like, how did this get out mm-hmm. where there was an NDA involved? And it's very clear that someone else took it to the board. So who knew about it that they somehow knew about this being in existence and the idea that there's more of them. And I guess in the end, 
the big thing, I think the biggest thing I kept thinking of last night is in the end, what's most likely to happen. I figure Johnny Ace going to take the fall because he's expendable. Someone's going to mm-hmm. take the fall and they'll be like, oh, you know, he had talent relations. He was doing this and he'll take the fall. He's going to fall on the grenade and he'll be out of there and it'll just kind of get swept under the rug. And I think just the big, biggest thing we're waiting on now is are more people going to come forward? Is more, you know, more detail going to come out about this as far as like the money or, or behind, I think what it's going to really need is behind the scenes impropriety at the workplace. That's what it really needs to, to become a story. I think it's just the idea that, Oh, he's paying off his mistress. Well, Come on, he's a rich, he's an old rich dude who has more money than he can ever possibly spend in his lifetime. This is the kind of stuff these guys do. It is what it is. I mean, well, it may so that, not be right. And Lord knows, like we said, it, he, he ain't got a great relationship with Linda. Who knows if, if they well, last time they were even under the same roof right. with her being in DC. I'm so, here that they're not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them for probably years now they haven't been. I mean, hell, when right. she started running for office. My whole thought always along with her running for office was this. That's her payoff for the years of putting up events yeah. is he had to bankroll all that for let her chase her dream of public office and pay for all that in exchange for all the crap he put her through for however many years, you know, mm-hmm. while she was in WWE. So I'm right. sure she's probably living in D.C. and off. Who knows? And they probably who knows when they ever see her outside of holidays or yeah. even that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I think that that's a very viable thing. So that's where it comes back to the morality of it. If it is the case where uh, Linda McMahon, she's, according to her Twitter, she's chairman of the board of the America First Policy Institute. Um, she used to work for the Trump government and, and the Small Business Administration, because when you think of WWE, you think of Small Business Administration. Mo- it's a mom and pop. It's a mom ah, and yeah, pop yeah, absolutely. It's a lemonade stand that <laughs> operates as a wrestling promotion. But the, but the long and short of it is, is that if they're actually not together, together, they're married in, in name only and, and in tax purposes only because it's cheaper to keep her. Um, if they if so. So what if, if Vince is paying off his mistress? I mean, so what? Like, what does that actually mean? OK, well, let's say that that's a bad thing. Well, is he using company? Well, no, he's not. We know that he's yeah. not. So like the bottom line is, is that. Whatever you think about Vince, the fact that this story, as big as it is, doesn't crack our top 10 means that we're old, number one. <laughs> and number two, we've seen enough shit from Vince McMahon that makes you go, oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And that's that's kind of, that's the person. So if you're, if you're, if you're a lot younger, you know, if you're under 25 and you've been – and John Cena is your hero, and you've only been watching wrestling since maybe 2006, 2010, something like that, then, you know, cool. That, that's that's all well and good. But this has been Vince McMahon since I started watching wrestling in the early 90s. And apparently, when he took over from uh, WWF, WWF um, in the early 80s, this was also Vince McMahon, too, just cutthroat businessmen yep. um, carving up the Northeast. No um, and then took it nationwide with cable and, you know, revolutionized the, the industry. But the bottom line is, is that Vince has always been that guy. And at 76, <clears throat> still taking half-assed stunners in the ring. I'm not saying that we should be surprised or disappointed because this is on brand for Vince McMahon. 
The only thing that would be surprising is if something actually happened. And I think and hope it does, not necessarily for the morality of it, but mostly for the uh, sanctity of the product. The product itself isn't good to me. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it move in a new direction. And that new direction, personally, I think has to be away from a McMahon. And if this is what it is that has to happen, then I don't have a problem watching you know NXT on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> Time will tell. Time yep. will tell. We'll see. Heck, next week, we'll have a good idea. If, if in the next seven days, if this gains any more steam or – this might be, you know, it it burns white hot right fast and then burns out by Monday. You know, right. with all the stuff going on in the world these these days, I think it's going to take a lot to keep this in the news cycle because it's just there's not enough meat right now on it. It's going to need more for it to turn into yeah. something for it to snowball. I and that's that's especially since nothing, uh, no crimes were seemingly committed. No laws were seemingly broken. Um, something something like legal would have to happen. And there is an interest of insider trading because a lot of stocks were being sold from WWE. Uh, millions knew, and millions of stocks. People knew were this sold, was going on for months. Know, overnight. So. <clears throat> so that's not that's not legal. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's that that may be the thing. But the bottom line is, is that insider trading um, allegations doesn't really move the needle as far as scandals in WWE history. Yeah, no, and that's also the thing too. Like we went from <laughs> Vincent Man's hush money to like some Wolf of Wall Street type stuff, and we're like, mm, I mean, that's that's not spicy enough. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens. We will see. We will stay tuned. We will see what's up with that. And uh, I guess we're going to go to break here. Made through the first half. Tackled the Vince McMahon saga of the week. So a quick break. And then after that, we will delve into Jeff Hardy and what's going on with him down in uh, Jacksonville and a week that he has had. So that will be up next, folks. And we'll be right back after this. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Our next partner has a product I use almost daily. AG1 from Athletic Greens is as close to a magic vitamin supplement as you can get and helps somebody like me who's constantly on the go. Maintain my optimal fitness and health levels as much as possible. So what's in this stuff you're going to wonder? 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right and help with all the digestive help you need. AG1 goes where I go. It goes to work with me, to the gym, or even when I'm covering events. Keeps me going when I need a boost because let me tell you, at the rate I go, I don't slow down for anybody. And this is the most helpful thing I can think of to help me get over that hump. Has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And for me, most importantly, supports better sleep and quality recovery because everybody who knows me knows I don't sleep a lot of hours because I'm always working, but it helps in the long run. Trust me on that one. Now, for you all wondering, I know what you're thinking. How much does it cost? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than fueling your cold brew habit or going to Starbucks to get the Mocha Wata Evachino Now's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. 
No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Take it from me. It's a lot easier. And to make it easier on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Trust me, you'll thank me later. We suddenly have a full house here. Hey. <laughs> hey, yeah. We just multiplied by two during a break. Yes, the cell division happened during the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind me. What is going on, gentlemen? What up? How's it going? There's a lot of stuff, right? A lot of stuff happening. There, there's yeah. so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pardon our tardiness, but yeah, we, we we figured we'll join in for the second half to, to talk some stuff. So where, where are we going next, Will? Uh, well, yeah, the big thing is with Jeff Hardy, right? Yeah, Jeff yeah. Hardy was uh, number two on the list. We just broke down the whole Vince McMahon situation. So yeah, yeah. Jeffrey too- Nero Hardy and the week yeah, he had had. I, I may not have been on the show, but I was tuning in. But I do know one thing. It's got to be time for any spotlight. Am I wrong? Well, we'll cover that in a bit. But okay. that, we, we were doing Jeff Hardy. I mean, wait, first of all, you don't get to come in here. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a two-man power trip. You know, Damien with the weather report, sun's out, gun's out. I mean, I'm just saying, what is actually happening right now? Excuse me, excuse me. Two chains here along with Damien G. We're ranking a hot tag on the second half of the show. So now, what's up, fellas? How's everybody going tonight? <laughs> We're breaking it down. Like we, we started the show off saying that this might be the most insane week in a long damn time. And the crazy part of it is none of it has to do with what's happening on these shows or in the ring. It's all outside. <laughs> Don't you love the drama? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's talk. What we got next? All right. We talking? Jeff Hardy. So Jeff Hardy, that kind of kicked the whole week off with uh, Jeff Hardy and his uh, third DUI arrest and uh, suspension mm-hmm. from AEW. So, uh, that happened early Tuesday morning is when this uh, went down. Uh, he was pulled over, was seen swerving all over the road, multiple 911 calls. Luckily, did not cause an accident or anything. But I should know it was Monday. It was Monday night. That's right. It was Monday because we kept talking about before Raw, the whole story would probably be out there. So it was Monday that it happened. But yeah, he was pulled over, swerving and running off the roadway Monday around 1230 See, I keep saying 12.30 a.m., but it wasn't because on that video, it was like 9 in the morning. They say on the video it was it was like early morning hours that it happened. Uh, officer made a traffic stop, engaged Hardy. Russell seemed to be in a stupor and confused per the police report. Once he left his car, Hardy was unsteady, smelled of alcohol, and uh, through conversation, learned Hardy had been drinking. In the uh, video, he mentions doing multiple double shots of fireball. Ooh. Yeah. Adds up quick. Adds up quick. Uh, now here's where it gets really hairy. Uh, two breath tests were administered at the scene. Uh, between the two of them, he had a 0.294 and 0.291, both tr- over triple the legal limit, getting close to a uh, four times, which is a uh, 0.08. So he he won close. He was way over the line. Uh, arrested, charged with driving under the influence, and. Uh, was released the next day 
but it is all out there. TMZ, of course, covered it. And I guess what we were talking about going into the show is how AEW has handled this. And of course, there's also, I guess, the bigger, the bigger overarching story of this is his third DUI, third in uh, less than 10 years. So this is a felony charge that he's looking at. And, uh, this, you know, it's it's serious business. It, it puts in, uh, we covered the story of him hopping the rail at that house show a couple months ago and leaving WWE. And a lot of people were like, oh, he's, that was so clever of him to get out of there. And he, he got out of his deal and he, now he's in AEW and everything's all fine and good. It's like, well, here we are six months later and, well, was what happened happened six months ago? Was that necessarily uh should there have been more concern then to maybe avoid what where we are now? Because Lord knows WWE wanted to send him to rehab then. They offered him rehab and he refused it. But he also passed his drug test at the time. So it's hard to say. But I guess I guess first thoughts on uh what has happened here with Jeff Hardy. I I, I don't know. And it's simple for me here. It's like you're Jeff Hardy, you know, and and you you done had this wake up call already numerous times. And regardless if you want to make this a wrestling story or not, maybe you weren't comfortable at your first employer. But your second employer obviously has had to have that conversation about it. I mean, obviously he, he there has to be questions about your termination at your your previous job. So now that you're here, you know, some form of a background check. Of course, there's a background check. You're not paying anybody tons of dollars without some form of a background check. So the conversation had to come up recently, you know, just in case you, you know, you you might have forgot or you thought you can just like, you know, loosen the pants a little bit and just relax. Like, you know, you could get comfortable here. It, it, the conversation had to been happen, had to have happened recently. How are you still allowing yourself to get this intoxicated and can't get an uber can't get a lift can't can't ask another one of the wrestling folks uh you know your brother whatever it may be how does it keeps getting to this point is what i am just still still puzzled by i i, I obviously i want help but i would love to hear a story where he was drunk but he actually did something for some in in, in some way to prevent himself from getting from behind the wheel you know progress to some extent I don't understand how do you how does he keep getting in the situation where he gets drunk, he gets behind the wheel, he gets arrested, the DUI, TMZ, oh it's Jeff Hardy, man, wishing him the best prayers for Jeff Hardy. I want to see him come out on the other side. I get a lot of people have came out and talked about sobriety and and and, and addiction and, and the challenges, and and I I absolutely get that, and I and I, and I sympathize uh, or empathize with that. Um, to uh to a lot for him but i just still don't understand how does how does the resources never become that easy you know car to pull in these situations I, I to me it's just when i saw it i was just like how 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 did we get here once again so go ahead so, i, I want to hear what you said Sam. yeah uh, uh, i i want to take the the humanistic part of this but something at me has been gnawing ever since this came out and there's a key word here and it's accountability you know and I, I i get the we need to be understanding of a person's addictions you know but the phrase of fool me one shame on you fool me twice shame on me so to, to change this point you're jeff hardy like you have a magnifying glass in the community pointed dead at you even though it's a small niche community 
you're known. So every little thing you're going to do is going to be scrutinized because you are a recovering addict. Allegedly, he declined rehab originally when WWE offered it. Uh, at what point does Jeff, who has a, a, a torrid history with alcohol and drug abuse, say, you know what? My bad. I messed up. I'm going to make the necessary changes as opposed to being propped up by the fan base of saying, oh, basically treating him with kid gloves. Now, I can kind of correlate that to my current job where I work with a population that is obstinate and stubborn and wants to do it their way all the time. And that's Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is, hey, man, I've been living this way my entire life. Maybe he thought he was home close enough where he could make that drive after double fireball shots. Maybe he thought, hey, from remember, if, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this in the daytime? Wasn't this? Uh, yeah, it was like right out? It's morning. Exactly. And that, he is, and in the video, it is very clear he is on a busy highway. There He's are a ton of cars on four. Yeah. Now, it says so that there were multiple thought, 911 calls regarding his driving. That's why they And maybe he over. thought, you know, because it was that time of day, nobody would really bat an eyelash. But again, this is a habit. Now, Remember what happened with TNA? Remember what happened with WWE? And now we have what's happening with AEW. And we don't even have to get into the Tony Khan aspect of it all. I'm just focusing strictly on at what point do we stop treating Jeff with kid gloves and start treating him like what he is, a 40-something-year-old man that is refusing, for whatever reason, through the demons, the pull of, of alcoholism, to at least say, you know what? I fucked up and I, this is what I'm going to do to, to try to mend those fences for my health and for my, he even said it for his daughters and his wife, like his kids. So I'm sorry. I'm it's when we always talk about not being able to separate the performer from the behavior or being able to do so. No, I'm separating it. Jeff, thank you for everything you've done in the wrestling industry, but brother, take some time off, go to rehab, do what you need to do. And please, please, for the love of God, you don't got to take the daredevil gimmick this far anymore. Just take ownership for what you got to do and keep it moving and get the help you need. That's it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to make this uh, pretty simple. Uh, I do think that there are a couple of different approaches to this. Um, I think the first approach from the fans is it is really hard to tell the things that you love uh, you're doing it wrong because they're your favorites. You want to see them because your self-interest says that I want to see the things that I like the most. So, you know, fuck it. Put them out. Let's go. Let's go. And that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, what it is as far as a fan perspective as well. That's why you give him the kid gloves. I'm not saying that he should have, but when Mike Bennett went through a, a hard road, mm-hmm. Uh, when he went through his thing, and Lord knows, you know, that was just as hard, and it's not a race to the bottom. Uh, but Mike Bennett did it. And and people, you know, Mike Bennett isn't Jeff Hardy. So he didn't get the fanfare that he should have gotten when you take that when you take that first step. And and I, you know, I congratulate him for it. Anybody, as much as I hate the guy, I think he's literally the worst. Bait in my fucking existence. John Moxley had to do a thing, step away. Top of the world. Keys to the company. Had to step away mm-hmm. and do a thing. 
for whatever reason that got him there, whatever the thing that blew the whistle, whatever the straw that broke the camel's back was, he still had to step away, do a thing when they needed him most. And and came back to ruin my ruin my show. But gotta respect it. With Jeff Hardy, the reason why the first step is acceptance is because it's the hardest. You have to be able to see beyond yourself, beyond the fans, beyond all of the things that are good that you perceive as good. I mean, yeah, I love McDonald's. That shit is not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but True if that. they bring back the McRib tomorrow, wild Stop. horses couldn't bring take me out of the store. It's Stop hard. It. It's very hard to tell yourself no and walk away from things that make you happy. So can I, I can get I, it? Hold, can on, I, hold, on, hold on one second. I'll wrap it up. Uh, so I understand that. However, the first step is acceptance. So you have to look at yourself and go, there's got to be a better way. Now, and also, all the other things too, leave Rebecca Hardy alone. Nah. Like, for real. Yeah. Uh, he does have a support system. Uh, he does have family that loves him. He does have people that are, that are, have his personal interest in heart, not just some dumbass fans. Um, yeah. But the bottom line is that people are going to do what they really want to do. It doesn't matter how illegal it is. It doesn't matter how smart it is. It doesn't matter how dangerous it is. People do dumb shit all the time. And hopefully it doesn't kill them. And when it does, you go, well, what did you expect to happen? So, uh, you know, obviously you want Jeff as a, as a human, because I don't give a shit about Jeff Hardy, the wrestler. As a human, you want him for his kids to get better. But the real is, is that uh, if he doesn't go and take it seriously, this is going to happen again. Maybe in MOW. Maybe it happens in overseas. Maybe it happens in progress. I don't know. But you can't just shrug it off and say, and say it's, oh, it's not me, it's you. No, I brought you. Yeah, but, I just wanted to Chris just quickly ask, um, from what it sounds like, not only is it uh, an, an addiction to uh, substance and alcohol and whatnot, but you're also saying it's addiction to the lifestyle, the rock star yep. sportsman. Well, that, I'm sure well, that doesn't be, help. To be fair, we don't know what makes him do the things that he does. We don't know if he's drinking to cope from the physical pain and wear and tear that it, that wrestling yeah. puts in your body. Right. We don't I mean, know let's, if he's coping from the demons that makes him do that crazy shit in the first place. Right. Uh, we don't know if it's the situation of uh, using the snake to catch mice and then having a snake problem. So you bring in mongoose and now you have a mongoose problem and <laughs> the problem expo exponentially grows. Hawaii. It's a good comedy. I'm going to need you to calm down. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that's kind of what it is. And unfortunately at some point you just got to go, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead. Will. It's not like you want to say yeah, no, I mean, we, we had, you know, the past couple weeks he was in those ladder matches he had that match with Darby where he was falling on the side of those steps and taking some damn big bumps. And we talked about it on here. It's like unnecessary. Was, yeah. Was that necessarily the best thing for him to be doing at yes. this point in his life? You know, I, mean, I, said yes. I don't, it, it's like I said, it is part of it. The lifestyle is it just at his age and with all the miles on his body from yeah. all these years can, is the wrestling business really where he should be at this yeah. point? I think it's, it's hard to say with a clear head, you know, if he can handle it or not. I mean, I think some guys, they get to the point where it's like the road just isn't, you can't be on the road anymore just because, like you said, if the lifestyle of being on the road, and Lord knows this ain't quite the eight hard party in 80s anymore. It's not that nuts, but 
there's still those temptations out there. And I'm sure, I mean, hell, we talked about from the beginning. It's like, why didn't he get a ride or something? Because like, you know damn well, Jeff Hardy's got to be walking into these places. And folks recognize him. They know who he is. And I'm sure right away, right. Like, oh, Jeff, let me buy you a drink. Oh, Jeff, I got this. And he's got to have it in him. To- it's not like he's broke. I- I, and another thing, I mean, and, and I, I would love to hear your 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 take on this, uh, uh, Will, is I feel the wrestling landscape is a lot more three-dimensional now. Like, And that's not to say that it wasn't then. I mean, you had folks who dabbled in different genres and different professions while they was wrestling. But it's evident more than ever right now that you don't have to be a wrestler for the rest of your life to still bank off of your no. wrestling notoriety. You can be a TV star, you can be a movie star, you can be one of the hottest gimmicks or acts at a convention, which is super lucrative. Like, let's let's make it known. Like, that. that's a lot of money to be made there. I mean, his creative mind, I mean, step into a producer role, mm-hmm. um, you know, right. get into something that you can use your creativity in that does not mean you need to sacrifice your body. So to me, I, 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 again, not a medical profession, nor do I got much uh, you know, factual proof of it, but like to me, we're looking at symptoms of CTE here now. Like the this the, where the mind is going from the the constant wear and tear on this body on his body for him to just know only this. If you look at traits of other folks who have known that they are way past their limit, way past their point, and then they continuously do it. But you've seen some football players who have said like, "Listen, I have blacked out." I have not even remembered games, et cetera, et cetera. And then they kept doing it and doing it until they got to a point where it was no to no return. To me, tell me what else in his mind that could simply be saying, you need to go out there and continue to do what you got to do. And I, we also know that with Tony, he's letting them book their match. And, and not book their match, uh, 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 write their match. Essentially. Format right. it. Yeah, this. format, format their match. Yeah, I'm not. As he said, I'm not going to let a, not going to tell somebody in the, in the game has been in for long how to do the match. You know, can't 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 do that. You know, they. I forgot who asked it, but like he mentioned it before at the scrum. Like it's not what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? So like you have him going out there. The fact something is telling him you need to go do this to prove yourself. But for why? Everybody know he could come out and do his juke on the on the on the ramp, and everybody would be happy with that. And he turned around and left, like literally. But it's just like, for whatever reason, something is just making him do the exact thing over and over and over and over, even though we all can agree that he's way past that point of needing to go out there, take these high spots, these bumps, and just completely trashing his body out there on the line. It's just not good. Let me quickly jump in here and just drop this part. We never gave the official, you know, how AEW's responded to all this. So uh, what they eventually put out is a statement saying, uh, quote, we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We've made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues, which he has indicated he is open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay, and he can only return to AEW upon successful complete treatment and maintaining his sobriety end quote so that's where we're at he's supposedly going to rehab but he's got these charges on him it's not like these charges are going away so that's gonna be a whole nother issue to deal with but suspended without pay has to go to rehab has to get treatment and then maintain sobriety if he's gonna stick around there but that doesn't also take into account the uh legal 
ramifications of what he's also going to have to deal with as far as the courts go. And like we said, I mean, he's facing felony charges here, being it's his third one. So he ain't going to be driving anywhere. It don't seem like he's. Yeah, the 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 constant. First of all, fireball too. Like also, you're Jeff Hardy. Like higher that conversation. Get a higher qual. Like really, dude. <laughs> We're saying get a higher quality alcohol. No, I mean it, the fact that you out of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I, you know, I I, I I I agree with you know you all's point. Like at some point, you know, we, we gotta take the razzle dazzle off of this is Jeff Hardy. Like now, this is absolutely right. a alcoholic. Yeah, he's a drunk. Is, he's a drunk who is, uh, as I say, all the screws up top can, some of them have to be loose at this point from just the constant wear and tear on the body that has just been making bad decisions in the ring, out of the ring. You know, what's what's next? Is 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 the is the thing? What what is next? Oh, we know what's next: jail or death. And, and I and I like the the scary thing about this is that when somebody who's an addict and 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 or alcoholic, you go through the rehab just to get back to the source, and that's the scariest thing because you get clean, and then you get back on on your addiction, and then it gets harder. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's my piece. Uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is, and the original question was, uh, how does AEW handling? Uh, personally, I would have fired his ass. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't have any um, uh, zero tolerance uh, for for that stuff. Um, if you are doing something illegal, um, that is one thing. Uh, but for your third DUI, and now it's a felony DUI, uh, no, nah, you can get the fuck on out of here. I don't care if Jeff Hardy drinks. I don't care if he has a kiddie pool with a straw, a slurpy straw in there, full of Fireball whiskey. You do not drink and drive. The drinking is fine. He can drink himself into oblivion. You do not drink and drive. You will kill someone as, as thousands of killed every year on the roads of not just America, but around the world. Do not drink and drive. Could, if you want to drink, you stay your dumb ass home. So build a bar. Bar rescue in his living room. I don't care. But uh, do not drink and drive. I don't care who you are or what you do. You do not have the right to drink and drive. Um, question it. I just, I just want to know because I, I've always had a, this sort of tug of war battle on the whole approach of firing so you fire them so you cut them off from resources but you actually want to see this person do better so is there this happy medium of saying or or, or do you take the approach now where you're just on leave without pay we'll pay for you well, for your the happy medium is what they did um, right you know there he, he's going to be under their supervision uh mm-hmm. care you know, rehab whatever it was um and you know obviously they're not going to pay him because they said no but you know, he under the only way that he can come back is when he came back. Now, of course, and the reason why I made the point of how is AEW handling it is because that's a, a separate issue. And we can discuss this uh, next week is the parody in disciplinary actions in AEW. Jimmy Havoc is just the biggest drunk of Jeff Hardy. He got banished to the shadow realm. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Sammy Guevara said a thing. He didn't do a thing, but he said a thing. Four years before AEW existed, he got sent to sensitivity training and and, and, left, and, and uh, leave without pay. Um, there are other people that have done less and have been banished to the shadow realm. Haven't seen Shanna since, since she pissed off the women's locker room. Eva Lee is still, as of the events of this week, is still going, hmm, and y'all got rid of me for that? So, I mean, 
obviously a D a felony DUI is a not in, in the same realm as wrestler X doesn't like me, but Jeff Hardy has the ability to come back and evil evil East does not. He is done. So the parody for these uh, type of things, I think part of it, and this is what we talked about is being that person, that notoriety. The bottom line is, is that Khan is a Mark. And if it were, I don't know, a person on the bottom end of the bottom, if it was Fuego del Sol, Kip. not not uh, give me Fuego del Sol because he actually has kids, and he was and he was swerving on the interstate in Florida as well, not even for whatever reason, he is out the door. Yeah, some little contract like that that you ain't sweating about. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we parted ways with him immediately. We wish him the best. I mean, Jeff's only been there one. six months, and you know damn well he had to get a good chunk of money to come over there. And so listen, he didn't come cheap. And it don't matter, though, because it's not like they don't know how to put language into a, uh, a contract. They deal with NFL contracts all the time. If you catch a DUI in the NFL, you are done. Toast done. You forget it. Forget done. it. Ask just, Kellen Winslow how that just, worked out. Just keep Ask driving. Ask Dante how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, just keep driving. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. You're you're Man. finished. So the bottom line is is that the, the lack of the, the parody is is what really annoys me is because a guy like Jeff Hardy, who for what it's worth became Jeff Hardy, being Jeff Hardy, gets the benefit of the doubt because he's Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And the bottom I, line and the real truth is is that he's a three time loser and he got caught in AEW and instead of having swift actionable ramifications, they said nah. We're going to hold your hand in rehab and give you a chance to come back because everybody loves a redemption story. It's not redemption if it's the third time. Yeah, I, I tell you, I hope that's that's just all PR work, and I hope once he finished rehabilitation, then they let him go. But think they about did, it, just like they did they that way. Well, they may very well be looking at it like this, like you know, we're going to get him through rehab and all this. But in the meantime, he's got this legal situation in front of him, and if he's found guilty, then that that force that started. is it too. Uh, if, if, that's if, a, if, that's something a lot of people are not taking into consideration is the legal ramifications of all this. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, you gonna go to jail for a while, a couple years. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, let, let's say he gets five and he gets two for good behavior. No, that's sure. not a that's not a weekend storyline that we're going to write you off. That's not and, an interim so, tag team championship. And what state was he in? Florida. He uh, was on I four near Daytona. Oh uh, well. Yeah, you don't. I mean, because you already know what that is. Mm. Drinking on the highway near Daytona. Yeah, that's. Oh, well, they are waiting and, for you. And as yeah. he put it, he was coming. He was. He was. They had like, where, where are you heading to? North Carolina. Where are you coming from? North Carolina. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that that right. that tape is something else. So, I mean, come on. I didn't even watch it. I seriously I was didn't just, watch the tape. I, I was too done. Once I see TMZ had it, which we knew was coming, I was like, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It's exactly what you would expect. There's not really any surprises on it. So, I mean, he's between that and what he, you know, the breath test and everything, it's, mm. it's going to be a tough case to to, to get around. So, I, I, that's honestly what I'm thinking about. It's like, when this does ever go before a judge, that's going to be a tough, tough sell. It's yeah. pretty damning what they have that they put out there. I know it's gonna sound kind of really silly, but like I gotta say, Damien is just so so unfazed by this. You can tell you've dealt with type of these type of people throughout your life. Often. And you're just like, yeah, you're just like huh. Mm. No, like, yeah, let's to be quite honest, it, it doesn't surprise me anymore. It doesn't shock me anymore to hear these kinds of things, regardless of the profession, regardless of the performer. 
it just is what it is at this point. And like I said in my little diatribe, if you are not willing to take responsibility for your actions, no matter how much of a celebrity you are, no modicum of fandom will save you when the law comes a knocking. And it's one of these situations where I don't see a, I don't see the fans being able to bail him out of prison if he's going like you said, Jamal, five and on two on good behavior. So, bonk the Jeff Hardy come back to the ring stuff. Yeah, let's talk about potentially Jeff Hardy going to jail. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, last thing, and then I'll be I'll be quiet. H- has he ever 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 made a statement after any of these DUIs? Not off the top of my head. There's always been, you know, the rede- there's been the attempts at the redemption stories once he's out the other side of it and trying to come back and all that, but not immediately after that I can think of. Mm. Yeah, I, can't I could be wrong either. about that though. I mean, it's, and it's crazy because he's not the, he's not unique. He's not like some oh. Komodo dragon or something like that walking around like half the locker room's been in his shoes. Yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of challenge coins floating around the AEW locker room, and I, I'm guessing his driver license has to be suspended. And I'm also Forever. guessing, well, yeah. it was suspended I, in the first place. So, like, he had a yeah, he, uh, he already had two. He already yeah. had two under his belt. So it yeah. was, um, yeah. yeah, he got popped for driving without a license. Obviously, the felony DUI and driving with a it was it was suspended. expired tags and, and without a license and the DUI. Oh. Okay, so basically he had uh, what we used to call this back in the day. Um, uh, what, what was the word we used to use for stolen cars? Oh, it was hot. Yeah, hot. we say that, but we had another name for it too. Oh, but see, to me, it. yeah, because his his car car has to have a breathalyzer attached to that, and this is his way of saying, "Well, I just need something to get by." This must be like the stash car or something, because there's no way. There's just no way. But I'm, I'm done. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. But, but but obviously, uh, people with the initiative uh, make a way regardless of what the law says. And we can point to other aspects of society, pick any country. If there's a law that says don't do this, there's a guy that's going to watch me. So uh, people are going to do what they do. Uh, before we get out of here this weekend, uh, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is happening. But the bottom line is, uh, let's go Bolts. Uh, you know, I'm not a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, but uh, anybody that beats the Rangers is a friend of mine. So uh, let's let's go boats and, and they <laughs> hopefully yeah three p uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Let, let's go get it done. Um, but this week's indie spotlight because we didn't forget, even though some people you know started to bum rush the show and put us on blast, uh, we didn't forget because it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Black Wrestle Fest is happening this weekend up there in uh, Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. and it's uh, one eighty five Tillery Street is the address. A lot of events happening uh, over the weekend. So there are a couple of conventions. We got live podcasts. We got, you know, Jay Lee Photography is going to be up there shooting uh, most of the events. Um, as far as because it's the indie spotlight, I want to focus on one show in particular. And that show is Battle Club. Uh, you know, good people at Battle Club are having Welcome to War. That's this Sunday, which I believe is Father's Day, too. Uh, yes, so if you've got a daddy, might want to take him to a show. And if you got a mama that you acts like your daddy, then you might want to take her, too. Uh, welcome to war this Sunday, June 19th. It's a 2 p.m. Uh, door, 3 p.m. bell time, 185 Ellery Street out there in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, if you need tickets, uh, you can uh, check them out on the Twitter machine um, at Battle Club Pro. Um, you can check them out, brown paper bag tickets. 
Uh, it's brownpapertickets.com, and the event code is 5361752. It is Battle Club. Welcome to, yeah, there it is, right there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, it, it's Battle Club. Welcome to War. I'm really looking forward to the show. Um, if you were looking forward to seeing Sonny Kiss, unfortunately, he had to pull out due to a scheduling conflict, but Mysterious Q is taking his place, so that's a good look. Uh, welcome to War this weekend, 3 p.m. bell time out there in Brooklyn. And that's the Indie Spotlight for this week. A part of WrestleFest, go see Black WrestleFest the 18th and 19th, Juneteenth weekend. You got Monday off, hopefully, uh, so make your way up to Brooklyn and enjoy all that there is as Pretty Heels presents Black WrestleFest 2022. There well. we go. A crazy week. A crazy week, and I feel like we didn't even get to all of it because there is nope. still other random stuff. I have 40 tabs open with news, and I didn't even get to any of it. <laughs> listen, listen, I know we're on our time, but can can we can you sum up with like quick two minutes of things? Because it, it has been a crazy week. Okay. Uh two okay, two minutes. Uh go. Um insider <laughs> trading is is an issue, and 2.1 million <laughs> shares of WWE stock has been sold in the last 48 hours. Somebody knows something. Somebody's selling fast. Somebody's going to prison with Martha Stewart. Uh, <laughs> Demandy's Donuts. I know that was a YouTube thing with uh, Daria Baronado and Amanda Sakamano, Mandy Rose, and uh, what's it? Sonia Deville. Deville. Sonia Deville. Deville. Yes, there it is. Um, but they're actually opening up a shop in Los Angeles. So hey. Demandy, yeah, Demandy's.com, D-A-M-A-N-D-Y-Z.com if you want the merch. But the, sh- but the store is actually coming to Los Angeles. Information about that to follow uh, recently. Um, Marina Shafir real quick, and Thunder Rosa. What? Real, real quick. Their, their donut obsession is not like a, a fly-by-night thing. They've been loving making donuts for years, trying to find healthy recipes for donuts for yeah. athletes. So yeah. this is not a fly-by-night thing for them. This is actually a, a passion project for them. Yeah, no, so. and, it's, and it's good to see it actually come to fruition as an actual – a physical entity. I would like to see it as a food truck. You know, maybe yep. something that they hitch to the WWE truck and and take it across the country with them. Uh, but no, they got they got brick and mortar um, out there in Los Angeles, so that you know that rent's going to be high. Uh, so good, good one to them. And uh, also for the insider trading, isn't that Kevin Dunn? I well, the, well, the short answer is that's the rumor. That's the that's the big name that's out there. But um, but he hasn't been on the board in months, so I wonder when he left and what he knew when he left. So yeah, that's. Really suspicious. Um, since I have 30 seconds left, thanks, Damien. Uh, Paige, oh. um, you know, has been getting a lot of love since she's saying that she's actually leaving WWE very soon. Um, I don't have the actual date in front of me that she's her contract expires. July 7th. The bottom line is, hmm? yeah, July, July 7th. 7th. Uh, it was their decision, not hers. And the long and short of it is, is that she's looking forward to her next move. So she's actually getting some love from stardom, uh, you know, folks. And, you know, we're seeing you know, some tweets from stardom folks. And I, and I don't know, I don't know if I need Paige in the ring anymore, but um, it would be cool to see her come back in some uh, capacity. Um, and I guess, the okay. Uh, Booker T won't keep oh. his mouth shut except <laughs> today. So he says he's going, he's going to wait. He's going to wait and see what happens with WWE thing. He's going to talk about it no more. So it's okay. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's a very serious situation. He's going to, he's going to wait and see what happens. Like, okay. Okay. Book talk shit about everything else. He doesn't want to bite the hand. I got you book. I, I got you. Um, Mick Foley, you know, he had that match in Germany where he lost his ear. Uh, he wanted to take a, a, an earlier flight home. So he showed customs the ear 
And they said, yeah, oh. you're going you to want to get on this plane uh, earlier. And he made it back to New York uh, with his ear in his lap. And, okay. Um, the last thing is, is that this is from Business Wire. If Scott and Scott, attorney at law and uh, LLP, investigates WWE directors and offices for breach of fiduciary duties, it's a class action lawsuit, basically. If you are a WWE shareholder, you may have legal claims against WWE's directors and officers. And if you wish to discuss this in investigation or have questions about this notice of your legal rights, please contact Joe Pettigrew at scottandscott.com. But the bottom line is, is that um, if you own WWE stock, the money's kind of funny with the stock as it, it has raised and depreciated the value uh, for, you know, rapidly over the past 48 hours, which if there is an actual breach of financial crimes um, and you're a stockholder, there may be a class action lawsuit that you may want to get on. So I'm going to link this on our Twitter uh, at uh, this link from Business Wire at uh, our Twitter. That's BGB Group. And that's news for this week. All right. Um, yeah. So that that Twitter handle is at Big Old Belt. Ah, um, damn it! I keep from everything at Big Old Belt these days. That's right. I'll never that remember hard, that. All that hard work and it, that all he really needs that Big Old Belt, like it says yeah. in the title of the theme song. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it. All right. We'll take us home. Take us out. All right. Well, there you go. As you said, at Big Gold Belt, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, www.biggoldbelt.com, it all works. Twitch. Yes, YouTubes, all of it, all of it at Big Gold Belt. So straightforward, <laughs> easy to this? find. Thanks for joining us. Another crazy Thursday night. Maybe next week we'll actually be able to talk about actual wrestling. Forbidden Door, hopefully. Forbidden Door. Yes, next week will probably be Forbidden Door episode because there's a lot of rumblings I'm hearing about Forbidden Door. So next week, hopefully, we actually talk about actual shows as opposed to the drama surrounding the wrestling shows. But thanks for joining us, folks. It's your guy, Heel Will. We got Damien. Two James jumped in. Giant Crab here for the whole show. We went from two to four. A crazy night here at your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. What I really need that big old belt.